This is 50 Reasons to Visit Britain. We're your hosts, Joe Donlan and Caitlin Potts. Coming up on today's show, we zoom in on the Scottish Highlands for the first time with Cairn Gorms National Park. Caitlin claims both the royal family and a famous pirate as her relatives. Joe beams with excitement over everyday occurrences in the world. Caitlin interviews Her Majesty the Queen of England at her summer residence. And we get back in the self-drive mode with our tour for the reason for this episode. everyone and welcome to episode 7 of our 50 reasons to visit Britain from Crystal Travel and Tours in Boston. My name is Caitlin and recently I found out that I am distantly related to the royal family in England. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I'm Joe and I took one of my favorite drives ever in the Cairngorms. And I know I said England but the royal family goes to Scotland which we will find out shortly. During each episode, we will be focusing on a new and exciting reason to travel to Britain. As I'm sure you could probably already tell, today's reason number seven is the Cairngorms National Park. Woohoo! And some of its surroundings. Yes. Woohoo. I have not been to the Cairngorms National Park, but after all the research that I have done on it, I... Not only feel like I've almost been there, but I really, really want to go even more. That's so that, why we do this. That is why we do this. That is exactly why. Yes. You mm-hmm. went though recently, right? Um, last couple of years. I feel like, recently. I don't know, the more work trips I do, it feels like the further and further into history, but it was only it's in the last couple of years like that I've been there. Yeah. And okay. it was, I really, really enjoyed that. That's, I mentioned about one of my favorite drives ever. We were in Aviemore, which is just, it's, it's close-ish to Inverness, but it's in the National Park. It's one of the bigger towns in Cairngorms National Park. Mm-hmm. We'll probably touch on it a little bit later. But we were driving from there and we had an appointment with a lady who we might actually hear from later at 11 mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning. So we had like a three-hour drive to take to get from Aviemore to Pitlochry to be there for 11 o'clock and I hate being late for stuff but I also hate missing the opportunity to see some awesome stuff so we still took the scenic drive Ooh. and I just absolutely floored it wow. all the way just to get the best of both worlds and it was it's such an awesome awesome drive down through the Cairn Grounds. I'm sure there was a bit of car sickness there. There was actually yeah. from, from Bright yes. <laughs> Well let's move on to our crystal math for this reason. Five out of six, Joe, the number of the UK's highest mountains that lie inside Cairngorms National Park. How about that? How How about about it? Mountains. Yes. 55, the number of Munros in this area. What is a Munro? What is a Munro, you ask? It's a mountain that's over 3,000 feet. That's another number for you. That explains a lot. We went up and down a lot while we were there. We were up into fog and we were down and. There's a lot of snow and a lot of ski resorts. You know, I normally don't get car sick. In fact, in my memory, I can't recall ever having done that. But I don't know. That sounds a little, little rough. 
awesome. going as fast as I can picture Joe going, <laughs> trying to not be late. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, the Cairn Gorms National Park is located in northeast Scotland. It covers the Cairn Gorms range of mountains and surrounding hills. Cairngorms is twice the size of the Lake District and is the largest national park in the British Isles. How about that, Joe? It's pretty amazing. It's a lot of how about that moments. If you ask me, and I think you were asking me. I think I was asking you. I think I've got some more for you, too. There are a lot of things to see and do in this region. You've got Cairngorm Mountain, which is known for being one of the most beautiful places to ski in the UK. And it also has Scotland's only funicular railway. Even if you're not a skier, the train ride to Tarmigan Top Station is a unique experience and provides beautiful panoramic views of the surrounding area. Patty has a great story about skiing in Scotland. Really? Um, yeah. Patty, Patty has so many lives, <laughs> I feel. For, for his honeymoon, which was 52 years ago now, I think, they went to Scotland on a skiing trip. And there was no sco- no snow in Scotland at the time. No way. <laughs> Which I feel like is a typical Patty thing That's to happen. That's hilarious. They went oh, to like Blair Gowrie, I think it was, and they were supposed to go skiing for the week. <laughs> I could see him getting everything no ready, getting so excited. Wow. Outdoor lovers will appreciate the Angus Glens. This is a series of tranquil valleys penetrated by single track roads. They offer some of the most majestic landscapes of northeast Scotland. Glendall features ancient narrow roads and footpaths that take you into the heart of the Cairngorms. There are lovely market towns nearby like Brecon and Kirimuir. You'll also find 10 Munros in the area. Cairngorms is also home to Scotland's only freshwater award-winning beach, Loch Morlick. Views from this sandy loch beach provide spectacular sights of the snow-clad peaks of the northern Cairngorms. Snow clad only when there's snow on I was just going to say, unless you're Patty, and then who knows what luck you'd have. For a look at the domestic and working conditions of earlier Highland people, look no further than the Highland Folk Museum in Newtonmore. You'll delve into the past as you learn how the Highland Scots lived, built their homes, tilled the soil, and dressed. This 80-acre site features live actors and restored buildings that bring the Highland history to life. Interesting. Yeah. When there is snow, would you see any interesting animals? Um, I think you might. Even when there's not snow, I think, but especially when there's snow, I think you might. In fact, a unique activity that's a delight for all is the Cairngorm Reindeer Center. And I'm making a happy face, which you can't tell. Cairngorms features Britain's only free-ranging herd of reindeer. These friendly, tame animals are so sweet and bring joy to visitors. There are currently over 150 reindeer in the herd. You can take a guided hill trip with one of the experienced reindeer herders up onto the mountainside where the reindeer live year-round. The reindeer have soft velvet noses and are safe to hand feed. And I watched a few videos for research purposes, of course. And um, so there's a video of this woman who's a herder and she's talking about the reindeer's habits and this and that. And you see like you know, small children and, and, you know, people of all shapes and sizes. And you see these huge, they look huge, like the reindeer and their horns. I mean, not that reindeer would be something to be afraid of, but, but they're definitely wild animals. And yet they are so just tame and kind. Yeah. And they just like, they just remind me of like puppies. If puppies, 
you know, could pull Santa's sleigh or something. I don't Puppies know. Puppies with scary horns that are yeah. magic. Yeah. Majestic magic, all of those things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was looking through the outline here and I saw this and it gave me a kind of a red flag. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Where did you find this? <laughs> So, sure enough, I found out Anne insisted that we had to have it in yes. in the script, just like Anne insisted we had to visit the Reindeer Center when <laughs> we were in the Cairngorms, and we had no, we had absolutely no time to go visit there, so because we were traveling in November, early December, whatever it was, it gets dark at like 4.30, so you do not have time to do stuff, and we had wow. so much work stuff to do, but... We, we had to. We couldn't have left the Highlands without Anne going to see the Reindeer oh. Center. So we managed to get there. We didn't get to hike up the mountain to see them, but they have a few in the pens at the center for people who can't take the hike up and don't have a couple of hours to do that. So we got to do it, and she got her few pictures, and it was oh, it was yeah. very cute, definitely. And it's such a simple thing in totally. kind of the middle of nowhere as well. So. And it's such an amazing way to just kind of be at one with nature, you know? Yes. Another reason that you can go to the Cairngorms National Park is for the driving and taking the scenic route through it. I have driven from Inverness or thereabouts to Edinburgh a couple of times now, and the first time we did not take the scenic route, and it was just the worst drive ever. Not that it's awful, but it was... We were getting from A to B for that reason. It was just it was too much of a drive in one day, but also there was no real scenery we did stop off in pitlockery on the way which was a really cute town and it made, made me sure that i wanted to get back there but the second time we took the scenic drive as i spoke about at the top of the show and it was just phenomenal the finest elements of the cairngorms national park all come together with the snow roads scenic route Though it isn't the fastest way to get from A to B, unless you are me, it is by far the most beautiful. The Snow Road scenic route spans 90 miles of snow-capped peaks, rugged glens, outdoor adventures, cycling, delicious food and drink. Throughout your journey, you'll find Cairngorm's scenic photo posts. These posts advise you on the best spots to take pictures, and the roads also provide excellent walking routes and bike trails. Did you guys, I'm sure you didn't stop to take any photos, right? Because you were in a hurry, so you were... We did you take advantage of any of those or not as much as we would have liked to yeah. be quite honest but um you gotta fit in what you can gotta unfortunately you with, with these kind of things yeah but we did at some point i don't know was it on this trip or not we definitely stopped at like a ski resort and got a cup of tea and sat down must have been the year before i think um we we only cut through the corner of Cairngorms that year, I think, but we stopped at a ski resort and got a cup of tea and just to look around because it was yeah. empty at that point because it was too early in the season, I believe. But gotcha. there was like a roaring fire on and we just had a cup of tea and a bag Aww, of bag of so potato cozy. crisps and stuff and <laughs> took off again then for the for the rest of the drive. But it was just nice to be able to warm up because yeah. that time of year Scotland is like bone chillingly cold Ooh. without without being snowy, you know. Right. So kind of cool. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hello, this is Amy. Pardon the interruption, but I would like to ask you all to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and lots more. We would really appreciate your reviewing us on any and all of these, as that is the best way for new listeners to find us. Right now, we have a segment called Caitlin's Little Jack Horner, which is cocking rhyming slang for Caitlin's Corner. In this segment, we give Caitlin some slang, and she has to guess what the translation is to proper English. Today's slang is Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. Noah's Ark. I love echoing the <laughs> Amy says it, you say it, I say it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
All right. No was Eric. I'll I'm think. Not, not going to give me any hints, I don't think, today. Wow. But we'll give you some time. Okay. And we'll go back to it. Sounds good. We have some more reasons why you may like to visit Cairn Gardens National Park. We do indeed. Okay. We've talked about the scenery in between some of the bigger towns and stuff. Now let's look at some of the whiskeys and beers and other spirits that you can enjoy while you are in the National Park itself. I mentioned we stayed in Aviemore when we were there, which mm-hmm. is reasonably close to Inverness, as I said, but it's still within the National Park itself. And it is, it's a smaller town than Inverness, but it's a nice one. It's cute. I said cute again. Oh my God, <laughs> what is happening to me? But we did decide we needed to take a visit to the Cairngorms Brewery. One of the reasons we could do this was because we arrived there at like four o'clock or 4.30. It was already dark. Mm-hmm. There's not, you know, we had our day done. And we decided to reward ourselves and see what Scottish beer was like. Very nice. And also it was pretty close to our hotel and we decided there was a lot of reasons we wanted to go there. There were. Yes, yes. So the Cairngorms Brewery is located in the village of Aviemore and it's won many awards and accolades for its beer. Ingredients include the finest malted and roast barley, hops and crystal clear mountain water. Some of its well-established beer are Black Gold, White Cat and Stag. We had a kind of a, a tour there. It was a wasn't a private tour, but I think we might have been the only people on it. I'm not totally yeah. sure. The tour itself is nothing to really write home about. It's a it's a small brewery, so it's just kind of got one room. Okay. The guy who was there was very very knowledgeable about his beer. He went through the the um, brewing process in excruciating detail and we were just wanted the tasting to be quite honest but he was very good and so knowledgeable and gave us the history of the brewery and it was it was quite interesting but i think we only paid five pounds for it and we got to taste i think eight different beers which is ridiculous that's awesome (laughs) yeah it was it was really silly almost wow but they were they were really good just make that Uh, your night out yeah no it was uh, honestly I, i would recommend it highly to anybody to start off there and do that if you have any interest in beer. It was it yeah. was really, really cool. They may have scaled back their portions since we were there last. I don't know. Or up their price. If they're, if they're still <laughs> doing it, that's good for everybody. Just south of Cairngorms, uh, just outside the town of Pitlochry, you'll find Blair Athol Distillery. It's one of the oldest working distilleries in Scotland. The distillery produces a 12-year-old single malt whiskey. It's also known for the most popular blend in the UK, Bell's Blend. And its visitor center attracts around 80,000 people each year. You can take a conducted tour before you sample a wee dram in the same way you would at most distilleries in Scotland. The plus side for this one is that it is within walking distance of the town of Pitlochry if you did want to stay there and not have to drive and just, enjoy, again, start out your night there by taking sure. a late tour and having a tasting and whatever. Maybe you want to just buy a bottle and take it back to your B&B room and souvenir. go from there. There you go. We're not going to delve too much into Speyside distilleries because that is kind of the northern edge of the Cairngorms National Park. It deserves a lot more talk about the whiskies that is produced that are produced there should i say there is a huge space trail of whiskey that delves into cairngorms and just north of cairngorms national park so i am not going to get into them today but there is a ton of whiskey to be had or shall we in the cairngorms national park woo woo well maybe on days that you're not drinking whiskey for five pounds and getting completely trashed, you can check out castles in this area. When you think royal family, 
Buckingham Palace and Windsor Castle tend to come to mind. Or, you know, great, 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 great cousin, if you're... Your name is Caitlin Potts, and you're... Lady Potts on, Yes, yes. Windsor. Exactly, yes. I'm uh, also related to a pirate, I found out. I doubt. I don't know if there's a connection between... Probably. You know, probably. Anyway. But when the royals are not in England and wish to head north, the Windsors head to Balmoral Castle in Aberdeenshire. Prince Albert purchased the castle for Victoria back in 1852. You can visit the castle and take a tour and see the royal family's Scottish residence. You'll see the grounds, gardens, exhibitions, and get a chance to visit the gift shop as well. There is also the garden cottage where Queen Victoria used to take breakfast, deal with state correspondence, and write her diaries, as you do, you know, when you're a queen. In current events, due to the incredible heat wave the UK is experiencing, the Queen banned Prince Philip from hosting summer barbecues at Balmoral. A statement was issued, please, no barbecues or campfires on the estate. Dispose of cigarettes responsibly. Wow, that's amazing. I know. I have a (laughs) semi-fun fact, I think. Go for it. Uh, You were talking about Princess Diana in the last episode, I think, or possibly the one before you made mention of her. Yeah, I know I did mention her lately, yes. When she died, the royal family was actually in Balmoral at the time. I did know that. Shut away there for a while as they yeah. were trying to deal with it before they moved back to Poor London little boys. To, yeah, little kids. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where they were. So. Located just south of Pitlockery is Blair Castle and Gardens. This is the ancient seat of the Dukes and Earls of Athol. It's also home to Europe's last remaining private army, the Athol Highlanders. Blair Castle has strong ties to everything from Mary, Queen of Scots, to the Civil War, and from the Jacobite cause to Bonnie Prince Charlie. One of the many highlights you'll find is in the entrance hall. This features weapons used at the Battle of Culloden. There is also the Victorian Ballroom, which is decorated with 175 pairs of antlers. Hopefully not from those cute little reindeer in the Cairngorm Reindeer Center, but who knows? Spoiler alert, probably. (laughs) Very sad. You'll find gems like these and many more in the 30 rooms on display. I just got kind of excited there a second ago because I remembered. I get excited sometimes by just the world being the way it is. Because there's so much to be excited about. To excite. Like you mentioned Mary, Queen of Scots. Yeah. There's a movie coming out soon starring Saoirse Ronan. My good friend, Saoirse Ronan. Your good pal. How was she, by the way? Did you get brunch last week? No. No. Blew me off. Oh, sorry about that. Um, Margot Robbie. Ah, okay. One of them is Mary Queen of Scots, and the other one is Queen Victoria in a Do movie. Do you know who is who? Saoirse Ronan is Mary Queen of Scots, yeah. Ah, interesting. So, so an Irish girl is playing a Scottish queen, and an Australian is playing an English queen, so that wow, should be fun. wow. Yeah, but it, it looks like it should that. be a good movie. Yeah. It's a bit strange. Could they yeah. not have found... There is definitely Scottish actresses out there, but the I, I, I get they need the big names they for the, the draw, and they're looking for the Oscars yeah. and whatever, I understand. There you I, go. I'm excited for it. Absolutely. So it's time for our interview and Caitlin's BFF, the queen just called our office and she said that she's got a lot of yard work to do that is long overdue in Balmoral Castle, but she does send her regards. We do have something better lined up. Somebody else who spends even more time in Cairngorms National Park. Her name is Natalie and she owns Poplar's Guesthouse in 
Pitlockery, and we love to send our guests there. So Caitlin is going to talk to her now. Public guest house. Hi, this is Caitlin from Crystal Travel and the Fifty Reasons podcast. Is this Natalie? It is. Yes. Hi, Natalie. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. I want to welcome our guest, Natalie McNamara, the owner of Poplar's Guest House in Pitlockery, located just south of Cairngorms National Park. This Victorian bed and breakfast offers elegance, comfort, and incredible views of the countryside. It's sure to be the icing on the cake to your time in Scotland. And Natalie, thank you so much for joining us today. That's okay. You're very welcome. Now, how long have you um, worked for Poplar's Guest House? Okay, so we bought uh, the Poplar's Guest House uh, nearly five years ago now. Um, we were looking to buy a bed and breakfast. And, oh, wonderful. Uh, we wanted to find a location that was uh, going to give us lots of walking and scenery and uh, you know, just give us a lifestyle where we could work and live at the same time. Um, in the same place. So when we came across the Poplar's Guest House in Pitlockery, uh, we fell in love with it immediately and, and bought it five years ago. Wow, I'm sure. There's so many reasons to have fallen in love with it. So Absolutely. wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Um, and I heard, you know, you don't just do wonderful scenery and, um, you know, cozy, elegant rooms. You also do amazing food. You were yes. awarded the Taste Our Best Award by Visit Scotland. Can you tell uh-huh. us about your breakfast buffet? Yes, so uh, we are very passionate about food. My husband was a chef for 26 years. Oh, wonderful. What we love to do is make sure that we are presenting food that is either sourced within Scotland or as local to us as possible. So we put together a, a menu that makes sure that, you know, those products are available for our guests that have come, you know, not too far from our house. So, for example, like the Dunkel smoked salmon, that's just um, smoked uh, 10 miles down the road. The eggs come from around the corner from where the, the smoked salmon is um, uh, is produced. Uh, the other thing that we've become quite uh, well known for it is our porridge. We, we make uh, a porridge blend that uses uh, steel-cut oats and rolled oats. That's something that we've come, come up with ourselves and that uh, we cook that and serve it in the morning with a wee dram of whiskey. So that gets the guests laughing and and, uh-huh. uh, and uh, <laughs> loving the experience of whiskey at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Why not, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when in Scotland, oh, you might as well have whiskey at 8 in the morning. When, <laughs> yes, when in Scotland. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now, um, if someone is staying with you for just a night... Mm-hmm. Um, what do you recommend they do? I've obviously, you know, they're going to have this amazing meal um, mm-hmm. and they're going to have wonderful, wonderful countryside and they've got the national park just up north from them. Um, what are some things that you recommend they do? Well, my first recommendation is don't stay for one night. Stay for uh, a number of <laughs> nights. We I get totally this, agree. <laughs> yeah, we get this all the time. When anybody arrives in Pitlockery, which is a fantastic town, then they always say, why didn't we stay longer? Because it is such a super place to, to visit. So right on our doorstep, we've got two distilleries. We've got the oldest distillery, which is Blair Athol, and also one of the smallest distilleries, which is Edradour. Right on our doorsteps, which are within walking distance of the guest house, 
Uh, we've got the river, we've got a dam. Uh, you can see salmon uh, migrating back up the river and then up through the salmon ladder and, and off to spawn a bit further up. Um, you've got wow. Pitlockery Festival Theatre as well. Some people don't realise that the theatre here in Pitlockery is very spectacular. It's It does West End style shows, the, the musicals oh that they do. Yeah, it's fantastic. And they do oh, concerts yeah. as well. They have, you know, some fantastic Scottish musicians coming to do concerts. You've also got, um, uh, you've got golf courses on our doorstep. It's, it's just a, an area that, apart from the, the scenery, there are so many things to do just just on our doorstep. Absolutely. It sounds like there's so much to offer. There is. Um, have you, I know you said you bought the place five years ago. Have you mm-hmm. lived in the region most of your life? Or no, where? no, we haven't. Um, okay. We were one of these, yeah, we were one of these people that came to Pitlockery and just fell in love with the place, a bit like what most of the guests do. They always arrive and go, oh, this place is fantastic. Well, we did oh, that. Sure. And uh, so yes. when we had the opportunity to move into the area, then we grabbed it straight away because, you know, my, my husband and I, we love walking and you've got mountains right at the back of us and, and all around us you've got forests to walk through and rivers and locks to walk around. It, it just gave us um, a sense of um, clean air because that's exactly oh, what you get sure. in Pitlockery. And then you've got and the Cairngorms can... as well. You've got Pitlockery as the yes. gateway to the Cairngorms. So you, you, we are literally three miles from the entrance to the Cairngorm National Park. So uh, we, we couldn't incredible. resist. Yeah, we couldn't resist living here. Absolutely. absolutely. And I, I can just, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, waking up in the morning, pulling back my curtains and seeing those, you know, beautiful, beautiful mountains and beautiful scenery in the distance. I'm sure it's it's like yeah. heaven. I can only imagine. Well, we're, we're very lucky because most of our rooms are facing the mountains. So, you know, that, oh, wow. what you just described there, you open the windows and bang, you've got got the views right in front of you and, and I always joke with the guests that you know this is my office scene you know what what are you looking at when you look out of your office window <laughs> honestly with a room like that I don't even need to do anything I could stay there <laughs> I am fine that's, that's a vacation enough for me <laughs> exactly sounds wonderful now I'm sure um, one of the things that our clients you know who stay in B&Bs they're always saying how great it is to get immersed in a different culture mm-hmm. and, um, and meet new people. And I think that's an experience that you don't really get with hotels. Or if you no. do, it's, it's not nearly the same as it, as it is with, with a guest house like yours. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure, you know, you interact a lot with your guests and everything. What, what is your favorite part about owning a B&B and having that opportunity? Okay, so what we really enjoy is being able to assist the guests have a fantastic time and when we get a lot of people that I don't know how they do this but they arrive they come to Scotland and they haven't planned what they want to do so they're going with the flow. So they arrive and they just haven't got a clue what's going on in the area. So one of the, the, the things that I love doing with guests is when they arrive and they say, you know, please help, you know, what can we do today? And we can sure. sit down with them and give them a real itinerary of things to do within just an eight-mile radius from here. They can be out all day for 12 hours seeing a castle, shopping, walking, locks, rivers, distillery. They're 
there are so many things to see. So what I love giving them is a, is an itinerary of uh, of these stop off points and um, places to visit. And then when they come and see me in the morning for breakfast, uh, they often show me all the photographs that they've taken just to prove to me that they've actually done the itinerary. So I love that. Yeah. It, it really works. And when they leave, and they, they're so grateful that they've had a good time because they haven't wasted it by just wandering around the town. They've actually just, you know, gone out a little bit further and seen things that they wouldn't necessarily have found themselves. So we really Absolutely. enjoy doing that. You know, and it sounds like it's so much more than just checking in and checking out of a place, which you, you could right. do anywhere. But to stay at somewhere like this, I think you get a much more personal experience and you yeah. really get a feel of the area. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's great value when you stay in a and b because, you know, most B&Bs, they, you know, like ourselves, will go that extra mile in trying to share their local knowledge and help guests get the best out of the area. And, you know, Definitely. don't no disrespect to hotels you may not get that um, because sure, they're so busy sure. uh, where we've we can give you know guests that individual attention and that that's what we really enjoy absolutely now are you guys open all year round so we tend to close at the end of uh, October. So November okay. uh, will be closed for a, a, a number of months. And that helps us uh, take a break because we, we need to have a break. Uh, when I don't you're blame working, you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when you're working for seven, <laughs> seven months without a break, you need to take a break. So oh, I yeah. don't think any, anybody will begrudge us taking a holiday. Um, <laughs> but the, the other most important thing is that when we do close um, over winter is that um, we work on the house. So that we start refreshing it and changing anything that needs doing, any redecorating or anything that, that the house needs to have our attention. So we use that time wisely to to get ready for the new season. Wonderful. So you're always kind of planning for something. If you're not working, you're you're exactly. getting ready for for the next. Yes. Um, how many rooms do you have? So we have six rooms, but we can take 14 people because one of the, okay. the rooms that we have is a, is a quad room that can, it's quite a flexible room. It can take uh, uh, four people or, or three people with three beds in there. Wonderful. And I'm sure that gives it much more of, um, you know, kind of an intimate, um, personal feeling when it's when it's like that and you kind of have that smaller group. I think that's really nice. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And then people start talking in the dining room and sharing their experiences, you know, where they've traveled around Scotland and then, you know, they're helping other guests with ideas for when they're moving on somewhere else in Scotland of things to see and do too. So, yes, it does work. That that number of of up to 14 guests is, is a good number. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I know you said, you know, you're obviously you're not far from the Cairngorms National Park. Mm-hmm. What is the best way for people to get to Poplars? I know it's in the country. Um, well, you know, uh, Pitlochry has a train station. Um, okay. So um, you can actually take a train from London direct to Pitlochry. Uh, really? The, yeah, the, the train line goes, it's a train line between London and Inverness, and it always stops in Pitlochry. So if you want okay. to come by train, you can do that. 
Um, all the main buses, uh, again, from London will, will stop um, through uh, Pitlochry. Um, the train line here can also take you direct to Inverness, to Glasgow and to Edinburgh. You're only two hours away from each of the main cities. Um, some people have cycled here. Some people have walked here. We have walkers that do the Rob Roy Way, which is 80 miles away in Glasgow, and then they finish in Pitlochry. Um, wow. But I always think that I always think the best way is by car because then you can get off the beaten track and start going down those little side roads and seeing Definitely. some spectacular things. But uh, Pitlochry is accessible on all modes of, of transport, as I've just described. So it's okay. you, can, you can come any which way. <laughs> All roads lead to Pitlockery, right? Exactly. They certainly do. <laughs> yes. Um, well, before I let you go, I have one last question for you. Um, it's been a pleasure talking with you as well, but just one last question. Okay. As you know, the podcast is called 50 Reasons to Visit Britain. Mm-hmm. So we want to know, Natalie, what is your favorite reason to visit Britain? So having been born and and lived in Britain all of my life, uh, the thing, and I've lived all over the country, not just in Scotland, but all over England as well, the the, the main reason um, I would visit Britain is because of the scenery and how things change so quickly as you travel through it. Um, I don't know if you know this, but you know, you're only, you're never more than two hours from the coast in, in Britain. Um, so on the east side of Britain, you've got uh, very flat, long sweeping beaches and huge cliffs. And then on the west coast, you've got very dramatic coastline, particularly in Scotland as well, where you've got these huge mountains and rock formations that just crash into the sea. Um, so beautiful. The other, yeah. the, it is beautiful. And, the, the, you know, the other thing that people don't realize, and I love doing this with guests, is that as, when they're going out on the west coast after they've stayed with us, you know, I, I tell them about the, the, the white sandy beaches and the crystal clear waters, and I say it's just like the Caribbean, and nobody ever <laughs> believes me until they see it. Uh, they just they, they, they saw, and Some people email me back and say, wow, you were absolutely right that Scotland can have Caribbean beaches, and it certainly does. So for me, it's the scenery. It's just so dramatic, and it changes very, very fast as you drive through. Um, absolutely. That, that is the main reason why I would visit Britain. Have a very friendly people like us. Yes, I I agree. I agree. I definitely have not been there as much as you have, but from my own experience there, I can say yes, it's the scenery. It's so vast and it's, it's rustic. It's, you know, even tropical at times, like you said, it feels like you're almost in the Caribbean, you know, it's it's so many things and you're never far from something new and something different and friendly Mm -hmm. people. So that's perfect. Well, Natalie, Thank you so much for uh, being with us today, for taking the time to tell us more about Poplar's Guest House. Um, it's been a pleasure ch- chatting with you. You're welcome. And um, we hope you have a great rest of your day over there. Thank you. Well, I hope I've helped guests uh, appreciate Absolutely. what we've got on offer. And uh, yes, let's hopefully we'll see more visitors to, to, to Britain. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Okay, Take care. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. All Bye right, now. Bye-bye. All right, Caitlin. You've had time. You've been thinking. Okay. We're doing Caitlin's Corner. Yes. What does Noah's Ark translate to? Noah's Ark. Park. Is she cheating, Amy? (laughs)
because. <laughs> no, I love these though. They're I don't, great. I don't, I don't know. We're gonna have to cancel it if you keep getting them right. No, that is not fair. No, it's fun. It's not fair on it's the people. It's so much fun. Okay, then fine. I'll get. I'll pretend don't to get it wrong. Stop sneaking and guessing the right. Fine. I literally okay. don't know. We'll allow it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Right. Thank you. Do I get like a cupcake or something? No, no it's. No. It's a Monday. Sorry. I get frowns for for not for, yeah, for getting it right. You're a jerk. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, let's move on to Britain unwritten. We've got Lock on Ellen, a 13th century island castle that was voted Britain's best picnic spot. So if you are looking for an area to kind of get away, you know, while you're in the Cairngorms area, you can check that out. Maybe pack up some haggis. Or- Sorry, I'm reading ahead, Caitlin. I think we found the reason why Britain Unwritten exists with this next bullet point. The tallest mailbox in Britain is located at the top of the Cairngorm Mountain Railway. That's probably something you didn't even know you wanted to see until but you, you got do. to Britain Unwritten. You do want to see but it. But now it's basically a must-see. Absolutely. Everybody. Absolutely, indeed. The majority of Scotland's wildcats live in the Cairngorms region. That's a fact I made sure to pass on to Anne as well. Uh, fans of Disney Pixar's Brave will appreciate much of the Cairngorms scenery, which inspired the look and feel of the film and Merida's Scotland. Do we have any fans of Disney Pixar's Brave in the room at the moment? I don't know. Maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. Maybe me. I don't know. Maybe. All right. All right. We have a tour for the reason this week. We do. And that tour for the reason is our 10-day Scottish Treasures and Gems self-drive tour. We are back in self-drive mode at the moment. They are our most Mm. popular tours by far. People love to drive. They love the cost-effectiveness of them. And they love the freedom that they entail. This particular tour is filled with grand castles and island hopping adventures. When we say island hopping in Scotland, it's more... Isle hopping, as they like to call them there. Wow. But yep. there are a ton of ferries to and from all of the different islands or isles in Scotland. And each isle presents you with a completely different way of viewing Scotland, which is kind of cool. You'll have the chance to see many must-see Scotland sites along with less traveled locations. Among other great places, you'll stay in Pitlochry for two nights and can stay at the Poplar's Guest House, which you would have heard all about at this point in this episode. During your stay there, you'll be very close to Cairngorms National Park. It is a perfect base to explore from. You could spend three nights there, four nights there if you wanted. There is so much to do, and it's perfect even if you wanted to dip into Edinburgh or over to St. Andrews or up to Aberdeen. It's it's very, very accessible. From All there, doable. Which is cool. Woo-hoo. All right, before we wrap up, we have Caitlin's favorite section. Caitlin cares. What does Caitlin cares stand for, Caitlin? Cute animal reaction excitement segment. Very good. Woo-hoo. And that's the aforementioned excitement. Do you want to guess what sort of animal you're going to see today? Um, I'm I hoping. I think this is a pretty good one. Reindeer. reindeer? You want to see reindeer? I don't know. I'll give you a reindeer. Oh, it's a squirrel! What's he... Where is he? What sort of setting is he in? Oh, he's in a winter wonderland, and he's getting ready to hibernate for... for it's, it's a cold, cold time, and he's got a little bit of snow on the top of his head, and he's got his hands out like this, and he's waiting for... I don't know. He's just like, wait, he doesn't know like what time of... He, I don't even know. He's just adorable. Look at him. Look at his face. He's waiting for 
some like ball nuts to fall from the tree. To me, it looks like somebody has just stolen his nuts. And he's like, what oh, is happening here? And he's sad. I mean, he's incredulous more you than anything. You think he is? I see, I see it as like he's more kind of just... I'm tired and I'm cold and I just And want it just some food. snowed all over me. Yeah, I have snow on my head. And I want some food so I can go hibernate. And meanwhile, Patty would have loved that weather 52 years ago, but <laughs> didn't get it. Maybe he's like, Patty, I'm ready for you. Where are you? Actually, Maybe that's... he does look pretty happy, actually. Yeah. I disagree. I think yeah. he's a little bummed. Amy, thumbs up if you think he's happy. Because yeah, you're down. not allowed to speak, Amy. You know that, right? <laughs> well, she doesn't have a mic, so... <laughs> Ooh, ha- <laughs> half a thumb down. Very, very. um, Oh, there you go. There you go. We'll share this sad or happy squirrel, and we'll ask. Maybe we'll have a poll on Facebook. Wow, I love that idea. Awesome. Very good. Well, we have snow more time today, but you get the bow moral of the story. Join us next time on October second for our next episode: Argyle and the Isles. Don't be an asshole. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. That's all. Bye-bye. Cheerio.